Hi, and welcome to Film Forums. I'm Richard Williams, creator of this platform, a place dedicated to the filmmaking community. We interview members of the film industry to find out what it really takes to make a movie, bring a script to screen, or secure their acting role. If that sounds good to you, please subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on your favourite podcasting platform. Thank you. Welcome to Film Forums. Today I have a very special guest with me, James Capel. Would you like to briefly introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Hi, mate. I'm, my name's James. Um, I'm a screenwriter, sort of, I, I suppose, a professional screenwriter um, working in the industry. I've been writing for about um, 10 years or so. Then also recently in the last, well, six months, I, I created an online community uh, for screenwriters uh, in the UK called Scribe Lounge. Um, and we've got a nice little host of amazing and aspiring writers and professional writers all joining us. Um, and it's kind of my job is just to stay ahead of the ahead of the wave, really, uh, and keep it going. So, yeah, I'm currently juggling those two things, and that's that's what I do. What motivated you to um, set up Scribe Lounge in the first place? So, when I started out uh, screenwriting, I kind of it was in the sort of late so sort of 2008, 2009. I trained as a uh, as an actor, and uh, when I started writing, you I was so hungry for information about the industry, about the craft, anything I could get my hands on. I wanted to see, I wanted interviews from writers, I wanted interviews from producers, I wanted to know the inner workings of like the whole industry basically. You could find it in tiny little pockets. There were some people like Danny Stack who had a great blog over here and and then later on Debbie Moon had a great blog and you were kind of piecing together shreds of information and not only that, but I just had no connection to other writers. I didn't know where to find them or what to, to, to do. Um, I knew a couple of actors from, from my training, but it wasn't helpful for the writing industry. Um, so anyway, so basically I wanted to create something now um, that just gave that to writers all in one place, somewhere where they could talk about it all. Because I know we have so many social media platforms. We've got Twitter, we've got Reddit, we've got all sorts of different platforms. but I would I just I I really wanted to have one dedicated space where writers could just get together there was no other sort of social media based nonsense they could just ask their screenwriting questions as and as silly as they might be in a safe space and all kind of interact with each other um so it was simple as that really just could we create a space for screenwriters particularly in the UK as well because I think on a US scale, it already exists. You've got things like Stage 32 and Coverfly and, and whatnot. Um, so on a UK scale, could we create a space for screenwriters? And that's what we did. I think it's fair to say um, that your biggest writing credit to date is an episode of Cold Feet, um, which is very impressive. Um, how did that opportunity come about? It was the culmination of, of years of relationship building. It was sort of a, yeah, a, a long collaborative relationship that then led up to it. So um, when I first started with my agent sort of, a few years uh, about sort of six or seven years ago one of the first companies I met was um, Big Talk um, and I always loved their work going all the way back to like Spaced is one of my favorite shows of all time so I was so chuffed to be in that building and uh, like be a part of that company and they were they've been amazing champions of my work and, and my stuff uh, ever since I started Kent and Allen and, and the guys that are there um, and so I've just worked with them a lot on developing my own shows and things like that. And we've taken things to broadcasters and we've developed a whole host of stuff over the years. And then, yeah, about sort of two or three, oh God, maybe not actually nearly four years ago, 
they were prepping the series before the one I wrote on and they asked if I would be interested in potentially jumping in the writer's room to, to help kind of storyline it at that stage. Um, I, I was gutted because I was doing a charity cycle ride across the country at the time and I couldn't go in. I just wasn't free. I tried everything in my power. We were even cycling past Manchester at the time the writer's room was going was happening and I was like I'll tell you what I'll stop for a day and I'll do the work and then I'll hop back on the bike and I'll go oh. turns out that was logistically never going to happen so um yeah I had to <laughs> sort of really reluctantly decline um but then Catherine O'Connor the producer she said oh, well you know we'll when it comes if it comes around one more time or two more times or whatever we'll ask you again and she did. She asked me again, and I got in the writer's room, and um, I, it, that was amazing, just to be sat in a room with some some really talented, experienced writers. Not only Mike Bull and the creator, but um, the, the other writers that were on the staff uh, were so good, and I learned loads, and I worked hard to contribute. I had to make sure that I didn't sit there quietly. I made sure that I tried to sort of you know, be an equal in that room and give what I could. Um, and luckily I gave enough to be able to warrant an episode, um, which I, which ended up sort of being a, a collaboration with Mike Bullen, uh, because he knows the characters so well. Um, but I did, I did an awful lot of work on that episode. It was uh, mostly mine and it was, it was such a great experience. Yeah. I was really lucky to do it. It was great. I'm interested. Can you elaborate on what you, what you did do? Well, literally what, you know, from kind of not the not right down to the minutia of everything but just give an idea to someone who's like myself who's you know can write but has no experience whatsoever in in writing for, for tv um what how, how does that work in the writer's room so there's a sort of a round table of writers who are discussing storylines and story arcs and that, that sort of stuff and how, how does it yeah can you give us an idea of the sort of mechanics of that well, so in this case, because it's a show that's basically led by our main characters, our main cold feet characters, they're really important. They've all got their own character arcs. So first for the series, we will map out where each character is going to go, where they're going to begin, where they're you know, starting off from last series or whatever, and where we want them to end up. Then we'll think about the major beats in the story, the major things that are going to happen um, with all the characters and how all the characters are going to come together and if they're going to have arguments and come apart. At the time, we had characters that had fallen out, so it was all about getting them back together. And the middle episode of the, of the series was them coming back together. And all the way along, because I was someone that was outdoors a lot and I was doing lots of things at the time and bike rides and mountain like walks and stuff like that I was a big advocate for them getting out I really what I, I was like you should absolutely do a breakaway episode where they leave Manchester for the day they do something separate and you know we can see them get together in, a, in a, and then come back to Manchester sort of thing and I was a big advocate of it and I was really excited by that idea and it sank into the other writers and they, they were working off it. They were excited. So we kind of built this whole series arc with that in the middle. And then because I'd kind of given so much to that middle episode and was so passionate about it, that ended up being the one that they gave me, um, which I was so excited about because it was such a big episode. It was a lot, lot to take. It was, you know, a lot happened in that series. Um, but that episode in particular you know it was because it was led by something I was passionate about so um, then I would go away I'd write an entire first draft um, then my son was born um, after my first draft which as you know is a manic time um, so I took like a few weeks off uh, while we had a newborn and I was all over the shop and the production were very calm and and wonderful with me 
and then we came back with a round of notes from Mike and from production and everything. And I got, I jumped straight into um, the second draft and beyond. And then as I started to shape, so I shaped the whole episode as to how it was going to go beats by beats and then all this, the majority of what was there. Then at that stage, when that's when Mike would get involved, he, we would then collaborate um, on the script itself. He'd do a pass where he'd tighten some of the characters and do some little sort of sprinkle some Mike Bullen magic on it, you know, cause he knows it so well. And it would come back to me and I'd always go, oh, that's a great idea. And then and then he'd allow me to then do my own pass. So I would go back over it again um, and always try and add on top, you know, new things or new ideas or new tweaks. And eventually we just sort of did that to and fro until we got to the final production draft, um, sort of about, you know, I don't know how many drafts in, they, they got smaller and smaller. The changes got smaller as you went along. But yeah, that was basically the journey, you know, so... Yeah, it depends how much, in that sense, I was fortunate because I had a hand in the idea itself. I had a hand in the idea for the episode. And I think that's not necessarily always the case when, you know, if you're in a writer's room. But in that case, it was, yeah, it was really great. I was really lucky. As I we spoke briefly before we, we sort of started the interview, I kind of signed up for scribelounge.com uh, account today. I was already impressed with you on your, your presence on, on Twitter um, and the kind of stuff you're, you're putting out there and who you're, you're chatting to. So I got an idea of what it's about, but to actually log in and, and have a look around around the site, albeit briefly for now, um, I was extremely impressed with, with what you've managed to set up in, in just a space of, uh, at the time of talking, a few months. Um, it, it's quite incredible what you've achieved so far. Can you kind of explain maybe a bit more about um, what's actually on the site, what people can expect if they do sign up? How you've managed to, not, not just you, I think you've, you've co-created it, how you've managed to get to this point relatively quickly. I think people would be surprised that it's only been going a few months. Basically, my, my partner in Scribe Lounge, his name's Kieran, and he, he specialises in, in, in building websites and launching businesses, um, which he's done multiple times. He's, he's really great at it. And he basically was round here one night over a margarita. He said to me, have you got any ideas that would apply to your industry where we could launch something, you know, a community, something like that? And I was like, I said what I you know that what I just said that there was nothing around for screenwriters and it'd be great to have a space and over while we were all talking you know together with our partners he we talked about the domain name we found scribe lounge we decided that's a great name for it he bought the domain name he built the web page and by the morning we had the front page and we had the idea of it and so I said, okay, well, I'll create a Twitter then, because I, I think I know how to use Twitter. Um, so I created Scribe Lounge's Twitter, and I went through my own feed in terms of writers I knew um, of all levels, both from professional to aspiring, and I just started following lots of people. Um, and then the important part, though, was not just the following, it was the interacting. I started actually talking to writers and, and trying to give encouragement as well. So if they would, lots of people tweet all the time about their work. It's just that nobody sees it necessarily. They will tweet things like, I've just, I'm, I'm halfway through my first spec script and I'm really excited. And my job was just to go, brilliant work, keep going. That's really exciting. And just to have someone say that to you, is really encouraging and that's brilliant. And suddenly it, the, the writing community kind of opened up to me. I realized through various hashtags, like the writing community hashtag and there's pipeline writers, which is a sort of uh, a thing off the back of um, script pipeline, which is a US, a US thing. Um, I just found all these writers and suddenly I was able to use Scribe Lounge to kind of string them together a little bit. Um, and then keep interacting and it was getting bigger and bigger and then people were, were sort of commenting back and suddenly we were creating this thing and then at the same time 
what I was saying was I was not selling, but I was the point of the Scribe Lounge was that, okay, this is going to be a community where you can all come in, you can all log in, have your own profile, and we can all hang out here. So you can start your conversations on Twitter and we can talk about all manner of things and all interact. But at the same time, over here, if you, if you come and log in, I've got a free space for you where we can all just hang out and we can talk about screenwriting and you can ask your questions with no fear or you can just lurk. A lot of people are lurkers and they like to just read everything silently and that's also totally cool. Um, and then and then it happened and then you know we kind of built up to the launch we were going to launch and we did and people got on board straight away people got on board straight away and we were really fortunate in fact we had it was we we had quite an important distinction in the first 24 hours initially actually the community was going to be paid completely it wasn't going to be free we decided because my partner is very business minded he said oh no we're going to be a paid community they'll pay very little um, but the point is it's paid and we'll go from there. And within the first 24 hours, we realized actually this needs to be free. This needs to be free as much as possible so that we can just get people through the gates and get them supporting each other. Because Twitter is free. The world is free. The internet is free. You know, we can't put a gate up straight away. And as soon as we did that, the whole thing just completely took shape immediately within days um, and then yeah the Twitter following was easy to gather because it was all about conversation and interaction and I was meeting all these amazing people and then they would log in to Scribe Lounge and then you know the conversations would continue and basically it went from there um, so yeah back to your other question as well what Scribe Lounge actually is it's essentially yeah it's a, it's like a kind of social media space but without the without a feed without sort of uh, other social media based topics. It is just about screenwriting. So we started by a limited number of forums, things like Ask the Community or Share or Resources or Opportunities, places where anyone could post anything they see um, and, and put it in there. And of course, as the community leader, I'm, I was, I, I'm posting all the time. I'm, I'm getting involved and I want to make sure that I'm encouraging people to talk and chat and interact. And we have an introductions page as well, which is really popular. So you can basically... Uh, put a little post there with who you are and we give you a list of questions you, you can copy and paste and give your answers to like what you're working on and stuff like that and so I would always I love answering every single person that jumps on the site if I've got time lately it's got difficult because we're in the hundreds now um, uh, but I, whenever I've got time I will I will absolutely comment on every single one because so many different writers are joining just a vibrant and diverse array of writers that have come from all different backgrounds and I guess you never know who you're going to connect with either, either yourself as the owner or, or anyone that joins the site. You just never know one, one person that you connect with or comment on that might actually present itself as an opportunity or open up an opportunity, etc. Absolutely. And it's a small world. It's a small world. There's so many people out there because I, I, I live in the West Country. It's amazing how many West Country writers have joined or, you know, people that live in parts of London that I lived in or worked for companies I've worked for or, you know, we run in similar circles or people that have met on Twitter and then suddenly they both find themselves on Scribe Lounge and they're like, hey, it's good to see you, man. It's great. <laughs> and then they talk and they're talking about collaborating and stuff like that. And then recently we started a page, a section called Writer Cohort. Um, because obviously when we get out of this pandemic and we're allowed to get out into the world again these loads of these writers all live near each other mm. so we were encouraging people to start little cohorts like a London, West Country, uh, North West, North East, Birmingham you know all these different places and suddenly all the writers are jumping into their areas and saying hey 
I'm up for a meet. I'm up for a coffee. Let's let's collaborate. And it's just the most exciting thing in the world to be able to see all that. That sounds absolutely fantastic. A brilliant creative hub that's that's growing there. And and um, I'm looking forward to sort of uh, getting to know it a bit a bit more and getting more involved myself uh, when I when I can allot some time to it. So um, no, that that sounds brilliant. You kind of you don't really need to sell it, James. To be honest, I think anyone who's is watching or listening to this or reading the the, the article um, interview piece from this will 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 get it. If they you know if they're if they're a writer, aspiring writer, or even an established writer who wants to connect with others, I think they're gonna they're gonna get it. So it's great that you don't have to overtly sell it. I think that's um, it's really cool. Absolutely, and it's fun, it's good. It's just before you move on, and what you said there about professionals as well so I kind of we made a point recently to say to professional writers there's a lot of people that would look at Scribe Lounge and say I don't need it I'm I'm good on my own I know what I'm doing I'm on my way I don't need it so we made the point well it's not necessarily about what you can take from Scribe Lounge it's also about what you can give because there's so many writers out there that have vast experience you know we've had people that have whole careers that have recently joined um, and they give such invaluable advice to these young writers you know people like Clive Frayne who uh, wrote an amazing uh, screenwriting book he's joined us recently and we have um, writers like Glenn Laker and, and, and Philip Lawrence and um, even Ashley Farrow the co-creator of um, Life on Mars joined us right at the beginning and, and logged in and said how great it was um, he's always too busy to ever be on the site but he's there and he's watching and he's he'll log in from time to time and so that sort of stuff just makes all the difference mm. definitely yeah okay i mean if i spent more time on the site i'd probably be able to answer this question but um since i've got you on on the mic i may as well ask you is the platform solely for screenwriters or is it open to sort of all medium sort of playwrights novelists poets journalists bloggers etc it is absolutely open to all forms that's one thing that i've been really surprised at obviously it says on the tin uk screenwriters so often i would get messages from people saying you know I'm a poet, I'm a playwright, um, can, can I come in? And we're, our answer is always absolutely yes, because it's all about influencing creativity. It's all about boosting people's creativity and just, it's a, it's a hive of people, I think, fundamentally they understand how difficult it is to be creative under restriction and how exciting being creative is and how there's so many crossovers. Um, playwrights is even closer, that's the closest. When it comes to playwrights and screenwriting, there's so much crossover. But yeah, a lot of them, a lot of guys have come from journalism and they're crossing over into different mediums. There's, yeah, we have we have a playwright and poet in there um, that does all sorts of amazing work. There's, there's hundreds of them, hundreds of examples of people working across all mediums, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I really appreciate the insight. Thank you. I think that'll interest a lot of people who are just starting out or have just no experience of, of that side of things. So that's really cool. Um, what do you wish you'd known when you first started writing? So you, you, I think you started about a decade ago or so, and um, you've obviously had a fair bit of success, uh, not just Scribe Lounge, but Colfi and, and other, other bits and pieces that you've done. Um, so yeah, what do you wish you'd known when you very first started out? That is such a great question, Rich. It's I, I probably over loads of things for a start, loads of things. But I think it would be that this is going to take time. This is going to take time and it's going to take a lot of work. And as writers, we know about rejection. We know about, you know, that the rejection is going to come often. Um, but the sheer number of rejection, the volume of it, I think I would have been, I would warn myself to be ready for it because invariably when you get going writing professionally, you create more. 
So, you know, once you get that agent and you have some scripts in your back pocket, your the first job for them is to introduce you to everyone in town. Suddenly you're introduced to everyone that you've ever loved, all their companies that make all your favorite shows. And your job is to pull an idea out of your back pocket, perfect for them, and create something. Because you create so much, obviously that means more things get rejected because you're throwing more mud at the wall, you know, making, making, seeing what sticks, you know, you, you, there's going to be so much more rejection. And so especially the further down the line you get as well, when you get to broadcast a stage and you get to, um, you know, stream a stage or whatever. Um, so for me, my biggest battle has been sort of getting my first original sort of over the line. That's been, that's my 100% focus. And it's something I still do to this day with lots of, lots of different people and lots of different projects and they're getting rejected all the time. So I would absolutely say to myself at the beginning, look, this is going to take some time and you need to be prepared for that and be prepared for that rejection and don't be disheartened by it. It's just about volume. It's just about sheer volume. That's all. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. It makes total sense completely. What you've just said makes complete sense. So thank you for that. Um, last question, really. Um, what would you be if you weren't a writer? So if that didn't happen for you, if you didn't have that particular talent, what do you think you would be otherwise? Do you know what? I think that's, it's funny, isn't it? Because probably like yourself, it's changed a million times over the years. Because when I was an actor, if they said, if you weren't an actor, what would you be? I would have said a screenwriter. And so to now say, if I wasn't a screenwriter, what would I do? <laughs> I guess acting would be the obvious answer, but... Well, do you know what? It wouldn't, actually. I don't think I would go backwards. I think I would probably go forwards in a sense that Scribe Lounge has taught me how much I adore working with other writers and seeing their material and watching it evolve, watching it get better. Because as part of what we do at Scribe Lounge is we have... We run monthly writing groups as well um, as part of our memberships and they writers submit the first 10 pages of their script every month and then you know we put them in different groups and then sometimes those scripts get resubmitted each month in a different group um, but I'm in every group as part of the feedback so I get to read it every time and to watch their work evolve and get better and some of these writers are fantastic it's so exciting to see that happen and as part of my screenwriting career I've always wanted to I would love to produce. I would love to exec produce. I would love to have a production company and make stuff. That would be that would be amazing. That's sort of, you know, real top end stuff. And so in all honesty, if I wasn't screenwriting, I think I would be developing. I think I'd be execing. I think I'd be producing. That's what I would end up doing naturally i should imagine oh okay well it will end it there um it's been absolutely fascinating i, I could talk to you again and i actually hope hope i will at some point um maybe maybe in the future in terms of an interview um so yeah i implore everyone who's interested in writing established aspiring never even started before but interested in doing it to to go to scribelounge.com and, and check it out it's really easy to sign up um take a look there's no pressure and um yeah go from go from there um highly recommend it Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on your favourite podcasting platform. Visit film-forums.com for more.